Hello and welcome to another edition of the Buttery Mess Podcast. I'm Eric Paolini and joining me this week, it's Alex Masidi. Hey man. Hello. Hello, how's it going? Doing good. It's been a while. Yeah, well, we recorded some shows, but yeah. due to some unfortunate so, circumstances, tech, yeah, <clears throat> I'm talking te- to you, te- Audacity. Yeah, technology conspiring against us. This, just a word of advice, any of our listeners, if you use Audacity, don't. It's fucking garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> it could, it could, I mean, it could be operator error. I don't the the thing so. is, we don't, we don't it's know. Garbage. I blame it on the program. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, smart move. But hopefully, this episode uh, goes off without a hitch, and we're not rusty. Um, oh, so we switched to GarageBand. So hopefully, yes. hopefully, Steve oh, oh. Jobs will won't let us down. <laughs> so uh, for this episode, uh, we're not going to be talking so much about movies. There will be some lead over, but we're going to be talking about um, about video games. During our last podcast that unfortunately nobody will ever be able to hear, we sort of touched on the subject and we thought about sort of folding it into a episode on its own um, because Alex made a statement that to me seems a bit crazy. Uh, do you want to do you want to lead with that? I forget my statement. So. <laughs> that uh, un- un- Uncharted is better than than any movie you've seen recently. Oh, sorry, you were cut, you cut out there. Oh, I cut out? Yeah. Okay. Um you the the thing you said was that Uncharted is better than any movie you've seen recently. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I still <laughs> you, agree you with agree I with, agree with, your, with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, what why is that the case? I don't know, just better. I think when you have um when you have a video game that takes I beat the game in about 13 hours and there'll be no spoilers here for those of you uh who haven't played the game yet. But I beat the game in about 13 hours and it's almost it's like a TV show where like you're not consuming the whole thing in 2 hours, you're consuming it over the course of, you know, several days or whatever. Um mm. but the you know the story of of Nathan Drake and you know, treasure hunting is, it's hard yeah. to, I don't want to go into too many details. Like, I don't want to spoil things, but. Yeah, so, right, so we won't, we won't spoil it, but I'm, I, I play video games, but I don't play stuff like Uncharted. Um, so I'm sort of out of my, my depth a little bit. I have no idea about Uncharted other than this isn't the first Uncharted game. No, um, it's the, well, technically it's like the, it's, it's Uncharted 4, but it's the fifth game. There was one released on the PlayStation Vita, which is the handheld, their handheld system. I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah. I remember the, like, a, the advertisements for that. It's a pretty good game for, yeah. for a handheld. So, so what, what, is, what is the sort of basic story of the game? Yeah. Okay. So basically Uncharted, the series, it's kind of like Indiana Jones in video game format. That's so, why you like it. Okay. Yes. That's why, that's why I was drawn to it originally. <laughs> I remember... The the first game, Uncharted: Drake's Fortune, came out in two thousand seven. It came out about a, a it came out a year after the PlayStation three did. So I remember, um, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school, and I was desperately trying to get my hands on uh, a PlayStation three, and I got one for Christmas of two thousand seven. And with that, I got Uncharted: Drake's Fortune, which was this game I had heard about where you're Indiana Jones and you're going on these adventures. And I was like, 
fuck, yes, this is right down my alley. I want this game. Um, and I popped it into my brand new PS3, and I was just just blown away. Basically, the game almost played... Do you ever play the Tomb Raider games? No. You know the Tomb Raider games? You, you basically, you're Nathan Drake, and it's a linear yeah. game. So you can't go off and explore this world, this open yeah. world, like in a Grand Theft Auto game. You were... Yeah, they're giving you story. challenges. Yeah, like the game opens up. Yeah. Nathan Drake, he's discovered um, this... Uh, this, uh, what's the word? The sarcophagus uh, that he's found in the ocean. And it gives him a hint to, to find the fortune of Sir Francis Drake, who is, um, who Drake, Nathan Drake claims is, he's a relative of, even though he had no heirs. So the whole, the whole first game is he's trying to find this treasure and he gets involved with the bad guys and there's the supporting mm-hmm. characters, there's the girl. Um, and there's, there's three of these games and the fourth one just came out. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they're so all, just, all the games, he goes on different adventures, and it's different, you know. What makes it so fun is, is... Oh, go ahead. Okay, so is is the fourth game a continuation of three, or is it just sort of like your regular like movie sequel, where it's just him in a new circumstance, and it's not so in, much like directly leading from one to the next? Yeah, you can play the games out of order. I mean, it's not... It's like mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, where you can kind of watch any one of them. They all kind of stand on their own. Yeah. But Uncharted... Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, each one was kind of him just going on a different adventure. Whereas Uncharted mm-hmm. 4 um, tries, and in my opinion, succeeds at kind of making the character deeper. Like it kind of explores, okay, who, here's this guy who has been fortune hunting all these years, and he's older now. He's married to the girl from the first game, and mm-hmm. she just wants to settle down. He knows he should just settle down, but he's still in love with with treasure hunting and going on these adventures and getting into danger and stuff. So, um, so you the, have, the, the fourth game, Oh, go ahead. So you, you have, you have this sort of story element where, you know, he, he, he has, you know, he, he gets the girl, he, you know, all, all of that, but that's not necessarily something that you're actually playing, right? That's, that's stuff that they're telling you in like cutscenes and all that kind of stuff. Right. What you're playing right? is basically there's, there's three pillars i guess you could say to what the games consist of the first is the traversal so you're you're controlling drake and you're you're going through the jungle say and you're climbing over obstacles and you're swimming across rivers and you're swinging across uh chasms and whatnot then there's the shooting segments where you know a bunch of pirates come into the room and you're hiding behind corner and you're jumping out and taking them out you know you're shooting them all and then there's the third element which is the puzzle solving so you'll come into a room and you'll need to get past this wall and uh, because there's a big door there or whatever and you've got to you know climb up to this and hang on this and pull this weight down and solve the puzzle in the room and you basically go one scenario after another until you know the game 10 hours later and the game ends um yeah. and there's also big there's also the what they call set piece moments so in uncharted 2 there's a sequence where you know uh the character the bad guy and the girl and and the new girl in the second game they escape on a train, and, and Drake catches up to the train, and he's got to go from the end of the train to the front. Um, so you're you're running across the train, and you're taking out bad guys, and you're jumping across, and helicopters are coming and shooting at you. So you're basically you have no control over, you know, the main character who lives or dies or whatever. It's, no, it plays no, so, out like someone, a movie. If you play the game over again, it's the same game. Like it's the same yeah. story. Um, yeah, they're t- they're telling you go go get this treasure, and if you yeah. fail, you're going to do it again and again right. and again until you until exactly. you complete it. Um, exactly. Which to, to me, I, I, I've 
I haven't played Uncharted. I've, I've played games that uh, sort of op- operate sort of similarly, where there is a, a, a story. Um, and to me, like those always those story parts where they're trying to connect two things always felt sort of pointless to me. Now, so what, it games, it what, ga- what games have you played? Like, what what's an example of some oh, narrative shit. It's, video games you played? It's one. Of, it's one of those sort of sketchy ones where it, it's not really the point is the story. It's one of one of the fucking war ones. Um, like Call of Duty and, or something. So, it's one of those. And okay. I've I played. I've played Halo. Okay. Um, fucking awful at Halo. Um, story m- in, the, m- in those games uh, fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like. The, those games don't like when when people talk about story, they're not necessarily going Halo. Yeah. Um, and I've seen uh, remember it played uh, Heavy Rain. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Heavy Rain. With that that's super uh, hard on the uh, on, on the story as well. And and to me, like it it all just sort of felt pointless, just because like my whole experience with video games is part of it is like the controller in my hand and and what I'm doing. And so sort of connecting the mythology between these two things always just felt like unnecessary because it doesn't, doesn't really change anything, you right. know, that if you're telling me to go capture this treasure, well, that's what I'm going to do. The stakes of it are not really that important unless you buy in, which right. I guess that's, that's sort of the, the big thing is I don't really care if I connect, if I collect the treasure, that's just right. like. For for whatever reason, that's never my my interest. Um, but like the the sports games that I play, there are sort of longer stories that you can have, and it's the same thing. Like if you don't buy in, then there's no real point. But you can sort of trick yourself into, you know, buying in. I think there's two there's two parts to to what makes a, a video game for me really good. There's the gameplay side, and then there's the story side. Um, you were saying that if, you know, you were saying if you don't care, you don't really, you don't care if he finds the treasure, you don't really care to keep playing. Was it, no, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not that I don't, I don't, uh, care to keep playing just because of the story. It, t- to me, the reason that I don't, I don't care about those games. Invested. It, to me, it's not even an, an investment thing. It is just functionally the way those games are set up. I am not good at that. I am not good where it's like, Hey, go go complete this mission and then you have to figure out like where to go and what the building is and you know go kill these people. like i'm just not very good at that so that's not very engaging mm-hmm. um and then the, the story of it always just sort of seems pointless beyond that so um to, to me like the the pitch I, i've always sort of had this when people have tried to pitch this to me is like oh these stories are really good and that's never really been too uh persuasive to me most because when it comes to the actual gameplay, I'm fucking awful. Right. Um, so even if Halo had the greatest story that's you know ever been told, I still suck at playing Halo. When it yeah. comes to me controlling, you know, having a controller in my hand and doing things, I am objectively the worst. I think uh, I agree with you. Like I'm, I'm not good at. I'm not really that great at video. I mean, I'm good at video games. I've been playing video games since I was a little kid. But whenever I play a game, the first thing I do when I pop it in is I play it on the easiest setting. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't... My idea of fun isn't playing you know, the same bit 50 times in Uncharted because I can't get past this group of enemies. Like To me, that make, after a long day of work, that makes me yeah. 
fucking want to rip my pubes out. Like I don't have fucking time for that. I don't have fucking time to to to, to do that. Like some people love yeah. really hard fucking games. I have no time for that. When I play Uncharted, I play it on super easy because I don't want to die. Because <laughs> like, I don't have to. I playing the same bits over and over isn't fun for me. What makes um, like, would you adjust it if it if it becomes so easy though, where you're not yeah. you're like you're not even dying once? Yeah, I will. I will. And if okay. it's a game that has really good gameplay, I'll up the difficulty because I want more of that mm. challenge. But if I'm like trying to get to the story for the first time, easy. Easy all the way. That's why yeah. I find like the Grand Theft Auto game, like the older Grand Theft Auto games, I find them unplayable now because there's missions in those games that are so fucking hard. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I have no desire to, to do that. When I come home after a long day of work, I just want to relax, you know, play some video games, soak in the story, and that's yeah. it. But yeah. kind of going so back we, to, oh, go ahead. No, you can go. I, I was going to uh, say because you yeah. were saying like you're not good at the games. I play yeah. on easy. Um, <laughs> to me, the two pillars of what makes a good game good is is the gameplay and the story. And Uncharted mm-hmm. is just like a really satisfying, fun game to play. Like it, it's satisfying to to climb up the ledges and and you know run across the train and shoot the bad guys. It's like for me, it's just it's satisfying yeah. to do that to solve the puzzles and then also yeah. the story is really good. I mean something like Uncharted 4 for me the last game that I thought was really just fucking sucked me in and blew me away was probably Max Payne 3 which came out in 2012 I want to say um okay. so 4 years most games yeah. I play like I I play them I have fun I get into it but yeah. like games that like engross me like what like what this is your Uncharted game has, um, or the last game for me was Max Payne Three, simply because yeah. the gunplay was super satisfying yeah. and the story was a it was uh, one of the greatest action movie type stories you yeah. could tell. So that drew me in too, the story and the game. Yeah. What is your uh, Mount Rushmore of games? You had, you had my Mount four Rushmore to put on my four. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, yeah, you're, you're building or? the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you cut off there. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah. yeah you the, the, you asked me yeah. what my Mount Rushmore of games was. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to do a yeah. time code here and edit this out. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Or we could just uh, say, fuck the listener. Fuck the listeners. Sorry. Um, so, you, so you're asking me my top, like my yeah, Mount what, Rushmore. what would be your Mount Rushmore? See, that for, always changed. I don't know. Like, it's not like movies where I have, like, a favorite game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to like, not gonna like Uncharted... hold, this, hold you to this and then like yeah, beat okay. you in six months when it changes. So. <laughs> See, that's how I feel like. I feel like if I'm going to give this answer, like it's got to be definitive forever. <laughs> um, Uncharted 4 is probably in my new top 10. Like it's that fucking good. Mm. It's a really good fucking game. Um, I have a lot of childhood games that are kind of mm. in my top games that will always stay there. Um, I, you probably haven't heard of the game Grim Fandango. Um, that is correct. I have never heard it's, of it. It's it's a Lucas Arts adventure game for the PC that came out in 1998. Childhood game. Whoa. That's that's <laughs> always going to be in my top ten. Uh, it's on the PS4. They re-released it on PS4 a couple like last year. Um, but that's a top top game. A lot of childhood stuff that you probably never heard of. <laughs> well, also like when I was a kid, the games I was playing was like Hot Shots Golf. So, what I think we were playing different on? games. That was PlayStation. 
Okay, so when I was young, we didn't have any PlayStations or Nintendos. All we had was the like the family computer. So I played a lot of computer games. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a. I remember playing GoldenEye on N sixty four. Did you ever play that? No. That was uh-uh. like my first venture into console games. I had a friend who had it, and then I got a PlayStation in fourth grade. Um, yeah. And that's around then when I started getting into like home console. Yeah. Um, yeah, games. we had. We had a uh, PlayStation when I was when I was pretty young. I yeah. think we got it. When I was like six or seven, like okay. kind of in that in that range. We had that for a while, and then I think we had somehow we got a. I don't remember when or why or how we got. We had a Sega Dreamcast for a, a, a bit. Okay, and then uh, there was an Xbox and a Wii around for a little while, and then a 360, and then uh, now I have a one. Right. Do you do you have any like childhood video game memories? Like, yeah, a so memory have, of a, as a child playing playing a video game. Yeah. So one one of the things like my my dad's not a video game player, but he would play Hot Shots Golf on okay. uh, PlayStation. So I remember playing playing that with him. Uh, we would we'd go we'd play a uh, match play, and it wasn't like. They were they weren't like real golfers, so it wasn't like you know Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson. Um, and it was just sort of like you know fake fake people, and you know on this like really simple um, courses and play match play. So I remember that we used to play that pretty frequently. Um, and then I would play like Madden's and and those sorts of sports video games. But you never played any like story driven no type no, games. No, not not really. We just never attracted um, to it, or you've never like part went of the, to the yeah, video well, I mean, game pa- store, and we're like, "Oh, what's this video game? I want to play that." I'm not. I'm not sure the, the definitive answer. It's probably a little bit of the stuff that I was interested in and the stuff that was available to uh-huh. me. So, like, there was there wasn't a, a point when I was really like aware. Oh, there's a you know a game called Max Payne or a game you know GoldenEye. I want to play this. Like that was never really on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just sort of natural. Like I wasn't, I didn't know these things. So, um, just as like a, a, a kid, I was super into sports. So I would imagine that was sort of like natural that, you know, like my parents were like, okay, well, if we're going to buy him a game, he likes sports, here's a sports game. So like, you know, here we go. Now, you know, that was enough to make me happy that I wasn't like, you know, looking of, I want to get the next thing. You know, it was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Just playing, you know, like NBA, you know, 2002 for, for a million years. You know, that mm-hmm. makes me happy. So, um, and maybe I think the first sort of like story type of game, I think it was one of the Halos. Is there the one or two? And the only reason I played that was because my stepbrother played it. And so like I went through the whole campaign with him, you know, okay. sort of a, a, as his sidekick, you know, doing nothing. And yeah. that was about it. Was it on the original Xbox or was it on the 360? It would have been, it would have either been the, it would have been the Xbox. Okay, so it was probably the second yeah. one, if I were to guess. It would, it, would have been, it would have been right around there. It would have been like the first or and, second one. Okay, and how old were you? Well, Middle school? Yeah, it would have yeah, been right around okay. there. Yeah. Okay. And even even then, like, I, I, ne- well, I was never like, oh, yeah, I need, I need to play some more of this. I was like, all right, yeah, fine, whatever. Right. Now do, now do you want to <laughs> play Madden? So... That's always for me. That's always been the the game. It's always the sports games, always, right. always. Right. So even even now, I mean, I haven't played a video game that's not FIFA in probably like six months. 
Did you play Grand Theft Auto Five? So, yes, I have. I have played of some of it. Um, it, I, I enjoyed kicking around, you know, in that for a little bit. Like it, it is sort of uh, it's enjoyable. It's the same thing. I'll, I'll say this: the one, the one thing I I like about about the game is that you have these missions that you can go on, and then you can have just like I'm gonna fuck around and drive around and do whatever, and yeah. there's not too much of the. So like a story. Cause the thing that always sort of bummed me out is just like, I, this sort of feeling of like, um, like Sisyphus or just like, no matter what I do, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, I'm either going to complete this or I'm not, you know, when I com- I complete it, you know, then I move on to the next thing. One of the things that I like about sports games is if you lose the game, you lose the game, you know? Right. That's it. You, you don't get to go redo it. You know, you, you right. lost and you move on. Um, and in that sense, like the things that you do have have consequence. Um, mm-hmm. You don't you don't get a, a mulligan and, and redo it unless you, you know, are shysty and cheat and reset and that kind of stuff. So, so so heavy rain didn't you weren't attracted to heavy rain because I remember in heavy rain if you you could get characters killed in that game like if you fucked up you could kill a main could, character and that was it for the rest of the game. Did you beat that game? I I'm trying to remember. I I, I remember. Uh, I don't think I, I ever actually played. It. I think I, I just watched my roommate play. Like, okay. was like he he ended up like playing it all like in one day. And, like I don't know somehow I was just like, oh, this is kind of it's kind of interesting because the, the the pitch to me was that, like, yeah, that your consequences matter. Yeah. And so like I was sort of watching it and was like I sort of you know interested in this idea. And so then he he beat it and he got the answer. And then we were looking at it, you know, like that. You know who who else was going to be the you know the the killer or the guy or whatever. It's like, Oh, the answer is always the same, you know, right. That no matter that, yes, while consequences happen, you know, during the, the middle part, the ending is always, always, always going to be the same. And I just felt kind of like I had got kicked in the stomach and it's like, ah, well, and but isn't you, that, that the case with a movie? Like a movie's always going to end the same, but I don't feel, but I don't have control over the movie. Like the, Video games promise a, a level of control that movies don't. Um, I don't know if they, there's, there's they always promise a, a level. I mean, they, they offer certain games offer more control than other games. But like you, so you're saying, you, if you have control, you want to be able to have control of the outcome. N- n- more so that like with a video game, the part that I care the most about is the part that I'm actually doing shit. Um, like when I'm going to a video. If I'm going to play a video game, the thing I'm not interested in is watching a five-minute cutscene because I'll just Even watch a TV show or a movie. But what if that cutscene is really interesting? Yeah, I, I'm, per, pl- perhaps, I'm trying to play devil's like, advocate here. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying like, to like theorize why why um, you don't like video games. Like I'm trying to to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pick your brain on this one. Um, I, I think I think more more so it is what. What uh, experience that in, in this experience, what is going to derive pleasure? And and to me, it's that I have this control in my hand and I get to move somebody around on the screen um, and that sort of en- enjoyment of of control. Um, yeah. To me, I think that is sort of number one on the priority level. Um, and so sort of like whether or not a cutscene is well made to me, that's sort of secondary. So even if it's like the best cutscene around, 
um, you know, or you have like this sort of overarching story, like that's, you know, if there is like this 13 hour amazing story for Uncharted 4, that's awesome. But I probably won't enjoy the level of the actual gameplay enough to ever get through that story. Um, I would rather, I'll just watch a TV season, you know, and you can tell me that story, um, and be interesting or not. So I think that's ultimately what it is that when I sit down and I want to play a video game, there's not like, I, I want to, I want to play and I want to sort of feel like what I'm doing has some sort of consequence. Okay. I'm trying but to I'm, think I'm, of the, per- the perfect doing... game for you. <laughs> oh, the, the perfect game is something like FIFA or football manager. Really? Right. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm trying to think a of a very, very specific kind of, nar- of thing. I'm trying to think of something narrative. Yeah. See, to me, you like sports games. To me, sports games, I can play them. To me, like a sports game is something that I would use as like a demo for my new system. Like I recently mm. picked up, I, I said this in the last podcast, which was deleted because of Audacity. Fuck Audacity. Um, <laughs> I recently picked up uh, NBA 2K14 because it was like mm-hmm. seven bucks. And I was like, you know what? I want to play a really beautiful sports game because I know sports games are always really beautiful looking. And mm-hmm. I want to play some basketball. And I played the game. It was a beautiful game. I played it for about a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've ex- I've experienced this. It's It was fun yeah. for a week, but I, I tossed the ball around, made some hoops, won some games, lost some games. I don't need to play this next year. If like I ever have a craving for some more NBA 2K, I'll pop this one in. Like, I don't need to fucking buy the next yeah. one. I've, I have a to question. To me, I've... if it doesn't have a story, like characters... This, another mm-hmm. thing about video games too is replay value. Like most yeah. games don't have replay value. I recently no, picked especially up, especially if um, especially if they're reliant on like a sort of a twist or like a path that you don't know exactly. where it's going. Yeah, it, so like something like Heavy Rain. That game has no yeah. replay value. Once you know who the killer is, it has no replay value. Yeah. To me, what what creates replay value is, is an interesting story, but more importantly, really good gameplay. So like, I, yeah. did, did you hear the game Quantum Break? It just came out mm, on Xbox. No. Uh-uh, it's an no, Xbox. I don't know this. It was an Xbox exclusive. Um, it came out in April, um, and it was promising to be like this Uncharted type game. It had this story, time travel story, really good gunplay, um, all these famous people in it. It had been delayed for years. Big hype. I buy this game. The gunplay is not that good. The story is fucking garbage, and I wish I could get my $60 back. Zero <laughs> replay value. Yeah. Th- this happens most of the time when I buy a video game. Most yeah. of the time I'm disappointed. So like when something yeah. like Uncharted comes out, it's like it's a, it's a special um it's a special moment. Um so mm-hmm. but what were you going to say about So I've, the I've, sports I have a game? Couple, like for me I a sports game questions. like I can't yeah. Okay. So I, I sports games do not hold my attention for very long. Yeah. Are are you a competitive person? Like just sort of like the the not, very like basic idea of competitiveness. Not is really. It's like being a an enjoyable experience. To me getting online and playing Call of Duty and like fighting against a bunch of other dudes is stressful. Like I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do some Call of Duty, but like that's fucking stress. Like I need to get in the zone and like going back, like yeah. when I get off of work, I don't want to be competing. Yeah. I just want to relax, Do crack it. a beer. Yeah. So I think that's, that's one of the differences is like, I, I'm a pretty competitive person. And so even over shit that does not matter, I want to win, you okay. know? So like, e- even if like 
watching a, you know, or play, playing a, a basketball game, even though I just like, if I play, you know, an NBA game. Do you play online I, with people? No, I don't. Um, so you just play against the computer? Yeah, mo- mostly I play the campaign modes, the okay. sort of season, the season yeah, I had things. to turn that off because the campaign was so bad. The story was so garbage. <laughs> yeah. The NBA, <laughs> like, again, I don't know why the NBA is trying to, to put that in. Cause, like, it's just, I, I feel like that's a terrible mistake of sort of pushing that kind of story. Um, just cause it's, it's, I, I think they, there's like 19 million mistakes that I wish they would do differently with that kind of stuff. Um, the, the thing that I enjoy, especially when you're like controlling the team is like being able to like, you know, sign and trade and, you know, turn a, a lottery team into a, you know, perennial champion. Um, but just like playing, playing a game, even if I just pick a random game, you know, and I'm, and I'm playing the, you know, a, Timberwolves Grizzly game, whatever team I'm controlling, I I want to win. You know that right. that's my goal is I'm you know at the end of this I'm going to hopefully be the be the victor, and that whole experience is very very enjoyable. Um, so yeah, there's not I don't do a whole lot of just sort of like turning it on and now I'm gonna fuck around a little bit. I'll I'll do that sometimes. I did that I did that tonight with FIFA. I was sort of playing playing game modes that don't really matter. Because I wanted to listen to a podcast and didn't know what to do with my time, instead of just like sitting there listening to audio. But I think I think that's one of the, the sort of that sort of competitiveness is sort of baked into sports games. That it is this sort of competition, um, and you can get away from that a little bit with the sort of like an, uh, I think the NBA game calls it the association mode, or. My you know the man or whatever. Yeah, that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, where you're controlling a team over a number of seasons, and you know, th- then it becomes a little. You can sort of find enjoyment in in various spots. Right. Um, like uh, um, I don't know who who's going to find this interesting at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I I've been playing a FIFA career where I'm the the manager of of a of a team called Crystal Palace who has sort of historically not been a very good team and um, controlling this team, I've taken them and, and had this team under my control win trophies. And that feels like a, a real accomplishment of going like, yeah, I fucking beat this admittedly fairly easy, you know, game to sort of get this sort of uh, achievement, but I fucking won a trophy, um, which is, that's the, that's the goal. You know, that's, that's like, that's the story of, you know, the game is, can I, can I get this team to win? That, that's the story of the game. Right. So. Um, I don't know, man, where, where else do we go from, go from here? Um, I can't imagine you're going to be picking up, uh, another sports game anytime soon. Can you hear me? Yeah. Three, uh, Sorry, we you? Dis- I don't know why it Did keeps you? disconnecting. I don't know. Let me try to... I don't know. Uh, it, it, might, it might be me. My, my room has shitty reception sometimes. Because um, I'm in the closet, okay. so that's probably not helping. Yeah. Oh, four bars. I don't know. Do you want to edit hmm. these out? Do you want to... Yeah, this point I'll probably take out. So. Put the time code down or... Yeah. All okay. Right. We'll figure that out. Um. Okay. I don't remember. Where we're so at. I'll just pick up. Okay. I'm gonna, I can just pick up. 
Okay, so I, I'm just trying to figure out the perfect video game for you. <laughs> Have you, you ever played The Sims? I think you'd like a The Sims. Little, a little bit, yeah. Because that's a game you, you control. You control yeah. the outcome of, of your mm-hmm. person's life, and you can you make your own person. And um, But as far as a story-driven game, you, I think... And I think I recommend this to you in one of the podcasts, but you got to play The Witcher Three. Okay, what what's The Witcher um, Three? The Witcher Three is it's like kind of like this Dungeons and Dragons type art role playing game. It's for Xbox One, um, mm-hmm. and basically you play this guy named Geralt of Rivia, who's like he's a Witcher, so he's just like this he's like a Boba Fett type character. And the story of the game is you're you're looking for your um for like your long lost daughter or whatever or she's like your adopted daughter. Um, okay. But the main the main quest of the game isn't really that important. He's just looking for this girl. Um, I haven't even beaten. The, I've had the game for over for for a year now, and I still haven't beaten it because basically you're looking for your daughter. But throughout the whole game, you can go on all these other quests. And you can mm-hmm. meet all these other people, and you can do all these other things, and you have you do have control over the outcome. Yeah. You can go on a quest and get a character killed, and it fucks up the whole quest line, and you can't do any more yeah. of those quests. Yeah. Or you can fail a quest, and you don't get a chance to do it again. Yeah. Like, that was your one chance. So I've, I've, I've played... So I'm thinking I've you pl- might like this game, because it is in that kind of Game of Thrones type, yeah. uh, so you know, setting. I, I but bought, it does give you full control over um, what happens to the characters. I think you know now that I'm I'm remembering. Uh, I, I played. I have played some of Fallout, uh, one of the Fallout games, which sort of seems, I don't know, similar to the The Witcher, but it's one of these kind of games. Um, and the bits that I played of it, I I enjoyed it, but they're still I'm just fucking terrible. Um, and there's still, I, I, I think one of the big things is I don't, I don't really have a literacy of these kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, feel, I feel like there's, you, you sort of have an expectation or you have an understanding of like the genre of what you're playing or sort of what's expected of you. And I don't have any of that. Um, so when it comes to like figuring out what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go, I don't have any of that. And then, then it becomes like really frustrating where I'm going like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then realize like, oh, I can try and Google it, but that's not very, that's not very fun. I can just spend right. my time and my money on other things. Right. I think uh, I was playing a, I think it was over Christmas. I was playing the new Star Wars Battlefront game, which is garbage, by the way. Is that is that the one with like <laughs> the the like plane battles? Yeah, it's 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 an all right game. But I was playing it on Christmas. And I was showing my dad the game, and he. He he pointed down to my my fingers with the controller, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm going you know ninety miles an hour with my with my fingers, and he goes, you're, it's like you're playing an instrument with that thing. Like yeah. I gave him the control, he couldn't figure out how to do it. Like he was like looking down and like yeah. I think playing video games from a very young age, not only is it the controls that kind of stick with you, um, yeah. kind of like riding a bike or playing an instrument, but it's like you said we're you were saying you couldn't figure out where to go. Yeah. You know, all the years I've been playing video games, like I know to to go on the menu and look at the quests and look at I I yeah. I can pop in the new Fallout game and mm-hmm. I already know how to play it 
before I've even put it in because I've yes. been playing these games You've for, had experience. forever. Yeah. 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 Um, so I get that. I just yeah. can't think of a, I think video games really is something that it's hard to get into as an adult if you didn't grow up with them. If yeah, if you if if it's that kind of video game. Yeah. Like if if you're just going to plop down someone who's who's never played any of them and like here's here's a Halo game or here's Uncharted. Right. You know, this is a completely new thing. Yeah, th- there's going to be a pretty big learning curve. Right. And I think with like, I mean, for Uncharted, Uncharted Four, I mean, I I played the first Uncharted when I was, I was born in ninety two, yeah. I was fifteen when I played the first Uncharted. So I played the first Uncharted almost ten yeah. years ago. So that series has a nostalgia. I already know how to play yeah. the game. Um, I'm ready to yeah. play that fucker right when I pop it in. So yeah. I've got a nostalgia with it, and then I already know how to play it. Yeah. Um, and like you can you can get past that that learning curve, but there always is. A learning curve. Um, right. Which I, feel like I you don't can really even, have. You can even idea. you can extend this to other things as well. You know, like when I I I got um, in 2014, I started getting uh, really into soccer, and so like my first year watching the the Premier League, I had like this is a completely new experience with new teams and new countries and new players. So like, there's like this massive massive shift, and then you just like you just spend enough time watching it and doing it. And then you start to pick it up and then you start to get, get those sort of very basic things. And I've just never spent the necessary time to, to become proficient enough at a, a halo or a uncharted or something like that. Right. I've, right. I've just never invested the, the time necessary to, to figure it out. I'm just trying to think, can we never, can we, I feel like everything that I'm interested in now, I've been interested in all my life. Is it possible <laughs> to, to to get to get? It? Is it possible for someone, you know, our age who's never really watched movies before, to get into movies or to get into video games or to get into sports? Or like would, for me, I've never really been yeah. into sports. I enjoy the occasional sports. I enjoy yeah. watching a little baseball or a little basketball. I don't know how to play football. I don't know how that <laughs> works. Like I, I don't understand the teams and the different players, and I don't understand any of that. And I don't think I ever will because I, I I don't take the time. Um, yeah, to unless, learn you, how to do unless it. you want to. Yeah. Unless I have a desire, and I've never really had the desire to really get yeah. into sports. Yeah. And I don't but think it's something the, that I can get into tomorrow. Yeah, and also it, it's one of those things where um, when you when you start investing time and you start becoming into it, then it sort of has this snowball effect, and you sort of right. keep going and keep yeah. going. I think one of the interesting things with, with sports in particular is – um, how, how easy it is to trick yourself into giving a shit. Um, so like I, when I, I, after the 2014 world cup, um, I watched that pretty much every day, uh, enjoyed it. And just like, I don't, I should just watch more soccer. This has been a lot of fun. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to watch more of the premier league. And I picked my team and that very first game, I have no history with this team. I've never seen them play before. And when they lost to Arsenal, I was upset just because I had tricked myself. I just going like, yeah, this is the team you care about now. And so I cared about it. Right. And then like a lot of it is just you sort of getting past just like buying in that once you buy in, then it just sort of becomes, I wouldn't say easy, but it becomes easier yeah. and you can sort of just keep, keep going. So one thing like, if you don't give a shit about soccer, then there's no point in learning what a holding midfielder is. Right. You know, if you don't give a shit about football, then 
you know, as many times as I tell you what a slot receiver is, like you're never going to care. You're never going to remember. Right. But that's, but that second you decide that I, I do care, then it becomes a different story. And I, I think that's, that's the thing is whatever, whatever that initial push is, you know, for me, it just happened to be where, you know, during the summer of 2014, I was home at my mom's house. You know, I, I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. So the only thing I was just hanging out all day watching soccer, like that was the thing that, that pushed it over the edge. Yeah. So whatever, whatever that sort of initial event is that gets you in, like who knows what that is. But once it happens, then everything sort of snowballs from there. Um, would you say it's, so, something, it's like from within, like I, it, it was, was, it was, was it an outside force that convinced you to start watching soccer or was it something like within that where there was a moment where you convinced yourself that I'm into this now? I think, yeah. Well, and also like, so I, I watched, I watched bits of the 2006 world cup and bits of the 2010 world cup. And it, it never just sort of grabbed a hold of me. It was just like, this is, Hey, there's this thing that happens every four years. That's kind of fun to watch. And then at some point, you know, just going like, Oh, I've been really enjoying this. Why don't I just like fully buy in? So there's sort of, there's sort of like that, just like the circumstances that you happen to find yourself in that perhaps is out of your control. Um, and then the other part is, yeah, absolutely just sort of buying, you know, buying into it. Um, I think, you know, as, as much as someone, you know, tried to convince me to that, I, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, convince that, you to like, play video games? <laughs> sure. Um, which is just sort of weird because I, I do play video games. I just play a very certain... Different types of video games. A kind of video game, yeah. But you don't let it... Um, consu- like, for me, like, I play video games, but I follow video games. I'm reading IGN and GameSpot and all these video game sites, the news. Well, like, I mean, I'm reading yeah. video game news 10 times a day. I'm, you know, waiting in line <laughs> for a new game or interested yeah. in when the new console's coming out or what... You know, I am fully... I'm invested in the games but i'm also invested in the hardware and the companies and you know who's making what and what game is coming out next and that's um, a level that i don't i don't have like i don't you know if if i if i didn't happen to win an xbox one i'm not sure if i would have one currently but i might still just be you know with the xbox 360 going like yeah i'm never going to play i'm never gonna um you know pay for a new a new console and for Just me, so can... right. And for me, I was like sitting on my phone watching videos about the Xbox One until I was able to afford an Xbox One. Yeah. And now I have both. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One yeah. together. Like I have both systems. Yeah. Because I love video games so fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really yes. That is that is the th- that is one of the things that you're most interested in. Right. You know. Um, where like, but I'm not going like, to be waiting in line for sports tickets, or I don't know, or I don't like, even know what the World Cup is, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like me, where, you know, I I I set my alarm at six forty five every Saturday morning to get up and watch soccer, right? You know, um, even though I would much rather be laying in bed at that time asleep, but but you become a fanatic. There's soccer to watch, yeah, but there's a soccer game to watch, right? So something um, that 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 makes you become fanatic to a fan basically so that yeah yeah that whatever it is those those things that you that you have you know there's there's always a you know a couple of them that you're going to be into you know so whether it's you know watching sports or playing sports video games or you know whatever it is 
you know, you have, you have those things that you're so into that and it, like some, sometimes you can sort of trick yourself into going like, well, why isn't everybody into this? Yeah. And you have like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? There's a bunch of people who don't give a shit about, you know, the NFL who on, on you know, a September Sunday is just a fucking Sunday, you know, that they're not watching 14 hours of, you know, TV, you know, watching football. I find it fascinating that we want, we want more people to like what we like. But then when too many people like what we like... Then we bail. Right. (laughs) That's how I feel about Quentin Tarantino right now. I feel like everybody Mm. and their fucking sister loves Quentin Tarantino. It's like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I like other Uh, guys. Like, there's some other guys I like that, you know, no one knows about. I'm going to go watch their flick. I'm like, I've kind of fallen out of Tarantino a bit just because everybody likes Tarantino. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that that sort of instinct to be contrarian. Yeah, I've uh, I fucking understand that man. Yeah, and then there's like certain <laughs> things I like, like Grim Fandango, which like yeah. I have to try to tell people about and like you got to play this game. It's amazing. It's so funny. It's fantastically written. Um, there's um, I forget which book it was in, but Chuck Klosterman wrote. I think he was specific about bands. It was about bands who had the perfect number of fans, where they they weren't over they weren't overrated or underrated, but they they had the perfect level of fan interest. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I I remember one of them was the yeah yeah yeahs. Uh-huh. He, he he goes like, you know, there's not a bunch of people who hate the yeah yeah yeahs because they're you know ubiquitous, but there's not like this you know big contingent of going like, well, why aren't the yeah yeah yeahs more more around? Right. And that sort of idea of like the perfect, like the the perfect level of I don't know fame or interest or. But yeah, because there's such such that um, instinct almost to to you know these things that I like everybody should like, and then the bailing on it when it becomes too mainstream, right? And Quentin Tarantino is just a little too mainstream for me right now. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, Tarantino it is sort of weird that like Django made all that money. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know if he if he was expecting expecting it to make so much money. Which is sort of what I kind of appreciate how there's that with, with um, Hateful Eight that even though he's in the same genre, he goes like, no, 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 I'm making this completely different. This isn't yeah. a, a Django, you know, sequel. I'm going, I'm going back to like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Hateful Eight you is know. almost a call. I, I really enjoyed Hateful Eight because it was almost kind yeah. of a callback to the original Tarantino. Because I, I feel like with Inglorious Bastards, he kind of took a, ter- a, a more mainstream yeah. turn, but still stayed Tarantino. It's hard to explain. Do you think it? Do you think like Kill Bill? Those movies, like, no one is, cared about that. I mean, oh, go ahead. Do you think? Do you think Bastards is is mainstream because it you know made a bunch of money and won Oscars, or that's sort of irrelevant to the? I think that's important. I think I think money and Oscars is in, is important. I think he made. I think making the World War Two story. Um, but he fucked with the story so much, though. Right, like, but I think I think World War Two. In fighting Nazis is a more universal theme than kung fu exploitation flicks, <laughs> which is what he was making before. Like that's, yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah. what he was he was really making before. Yeah. I mean, Kill Bill is a kung fu exploitation revenge flick from the seventies that no one's ever heard of. Whereas, the, yeah. in, you know, bastards, and I think even more so with Django and Chain with the with slavery. That is something that more people can kind of wrap their heads around, and I think, yeah, I think. Well, I, th- um, I think with like with with bastards, I mean, he was taking he's taking World War Two, something that that a million movies have been made about, 
and just fucking with the story. Right, it's still a Tarantino um, for his, movie. For his, yeah, for his yeah. own head. With Django, that to me, that, that that's a much more sort of standard type of storytelling, that sort of hero's journey that he's never really done before. He does um, it, I guess you could say he does it with Kill Bill. Yeah, I guess that... Did you see the Kill Bill movies? I've seen the first one. Okay. Kill Bill's kind of similar to Django yeah. in terms of a character, yeah. you know. The, yeah. A hero's there's, there's Kill a Bill bit. is a hero's yeah. journey. I think Kill Bill yeah, and Django yeah, yeah, are both, yeah. both his two films that are... Yeah. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is more yeah. of a uh, 90s... That's like that... Elmore Leonard joint. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and with like a it's, it's, 70s black exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. Ethos, yeah. Fine. This makes him so interesting. <laughs> right. Right. I'm, I'm ready for him to go back to LA though. I'm done with the period pieces. I think we talked about, we talked about this before that my, my concern is that now that he's worth however many million dollars he is, like, is he, is his LA going to be, Anything similar to that, you know, when he was writing Reservoir Dogs or um, even like True Romance, like he just does not he does not live in that L.A. anymore. True. He he lives in <laughs> he lives multi million dollar mansion L.A. Uh, yeah, but he lives in a fantasy world beyond L.A. beyond yeah. planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he's yeah. smart by by quitting. What did he say he was going to do ten movies? So he's done eight. I don't know. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I think he's smart with with um with doing ten, and that be it. He also said that Hateful Eight wasn't going to be released as a movie. True, so. true. But, I don't know. When it comes to that, when and it comes to someone, especially like Tarantino, who you know loves movies so much and was such a movie nerd before he was making movies, the idea that he's going to completely, completely quit. I, so I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Like I would totally believe him. Like going, yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna go like hanging in, you know, an Italian, you know, villa writing like film criticism or something like that. But there's, I always have that sort of sense. Like at some point he's going to stumble into an idea, and then maybe there's like a ten year gap or, you know, yeah, there's go- always going to be something until until there isn't. I was just gonna say something. Oh, um, no, I agree. I don't yeah. believe a word he says, but I think he would be. <laughs> I think he would be wise to to yeah. do uh, a ten year or ten movie. Yeah. Take because every director they always make few too many. Mo- they always make yeah a few too many movies. You know. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, it comes down like it affects when you're thinking back on their entire career. You know that. Yeah. You know. Oh, what what their legacy and ultimately that's bullshit it doesn't matter you know no. woody allen's made a million fucking movies who you know it doesn't matter like you know while some of them weren't weren't good and sort of in your eye you know in one eye out the other like it it doesn't really matter like in that moment in time that's what he was thinking of like i think there's something sort of beautiful about that you know that there's this moment in time this is what he did even if it's dog shit you know he moved on he made the next one you know right and does that does that change? You know that if you love Annie Hall, does that does that change? You know how much you like that movie because he made six crappy movies in the nineties or whatever. No, it I doesn't. Don't think, for, doesn't for me. I don't think so. For me, I kind I like the idea of a director doing just a handful of movies and that's it. 
never does anything else, never did anything before it or after it, or, well, I mean, they've obviously done things before, but, like, for example, Stanley Kubrick. He's got uh, yeah. these 10 movies. going to bring that up. 10 movies or however many. I, I think he had 13. 13 movies. Perfect. You can put it in a box set. That is it. That's his yeah. filmography. Da- well, you know, yeah, he's David- also so intense. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, about what he was going to do, spending spending years researching Napoleon and then right. scrapping that. Right. But I, I guess I'm I'm fascinated with that idea yeah. of of having just this select filmography and that's it. This is And what controlling you the narrative of your career. Right. And I I think yeah. David Lynch has done that to an extent. He's just got this handful yeah. of movies. He hasn't made a movie in ten years. This is yeah. this is what you get. Um, John Hughes, he only made 10 movies or, or 10, directed 10 or so movies or whatever. Um, and that's it. We don't get any more. That's it. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Tarantino doing 10 movies. This is, this is his entire yeah. arc. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I, I if, if someone makes a shitty movie, I, it doesn't, yeah. you know. For every 1941, yeah. there's a Raiders of the Lost Ark and, you know, yeah. Schindler's List or whatever. Yeah. Also, it's one of those things like, you know, if if uh, Tarantino gives an interview to The Hollywood Reporter tomorrow saying, uh, I have one movie left in me, I'm going to do that and I'm going to retire and you'll never hear me again. That's going to dominate the news. People will remember that. And then in six months when he has a change of heart, he's not going to go back to The Hollywood Reporter and say, remember that story I told you like six months ago? Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, and so then we'll, we'll remember that shit. But people people move on and they change, and the the things that they're thinking, you know, change. Um, so, right. Yeah. And to, you don't that, want it to become more than the. I think. I mean, with Stanley Kubrick with Eyes Wide Shut, his death and the fact that he hadn't made a movie in what twelve years since Full Metal something Jacket, something like that. Yeah. You know, and then he died, and then you know Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise were both in it. The whole everything surrounding that movie was bigger than wh- really what the movie ended up being, yeah. and now you can you know all these years later you can see you know what that movie you know really is, which I really enjoy that movie. I think that's yeah. probably my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie in terms of ones that I can go back and rewatch. Um, yeah, but, to, to me, I don't know. I, I, I think Shining is his most watchable one. Really? Does it, yeah. See, I, I think the first forty-five minutes of Full Metal Jacket is the most watchable. Yeah. Good, yeah. The rest of that I also movie, I also yeah. really I also really love um Clockwork. Like just as a as a as yeah. a full as a full movie. Yeah. That that one has the the biggest impact on me is is Clockwork. Have you seen Barry Lyndon? No. The, just, I, I, his, people his tell his me early, that's his best movie. Yeah, I know people 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 like his early stuff. I, the only the really only early movie I've seen of Kubrick's was uh Strange Love, which okay. is phenomenal. Which I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Which I just is, love. I love Eyes Wide Shut. I love that '90s erotic thriller. <laughs> that they don't make any. They don't make that yeah. Basic Instinct type sexual char- sexually charged thriller. The, the sexual, th- yeah, yeah. They don't make that movie anymore. Which uh, no, not really. That's not. That's you know. Which I sort of understand because it it gets real cheesy. Like it it's it's tough <laughs> to 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 pull off and not roll your eyes. Side note, I, I had this, um, uh, Big Lots sells, you know the store Big Lots? They yeah. sell like really shitty movies on Blu-ray for really cheap. I bought this yeah. double pack of movies a long time ago, and one of them had this movie um, with Bruce Willis in it called Color of Night. 
It's like this '90s erotica thriller, and I've, it's always been sitting on my shelf. And coincidentally, last night I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch that Bruce Willis movie. I got nothing else to do. I popped it in. Oh, it's really cheesy. It's like if what Basic Instinct like succeeded with, and like this is a copycat movie. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. That erotic thriller can be difficult to pull it's, off. Yeah, but I think. To, um, Think, it's just uh, it's it's so tough to go from like grisly murder to hot, like all right now now let's get sexy, sexy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the, just <laughs> the main character walking alone at night you know and the steam's yeah. rising up through New York City and then he yeah. has sex with a beautiful woman and then he's killed <laughs> yeah she turns like, out to be a writer and she's writing about the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it is it comes from like such a such a place of like. What are the two things that we we want? We want badass and we want sexy. Yeah, and just like those are two different thoughts. That they're just two different. That genre yeah. delivers both. <laughs> uh. But anyway, I think we're we're kind of rambling here. I like how we're a movie yeah. podcast and we talk about video games and sports. But we did finally come back to movies. We did come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always going to come around. We we were in the uh, the realm of pop culture. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Uh, Play Uncharted Four, play FIFA, and rent yeah. uh, Color of Night starring Bruce Willis. <laughs> good, that's good, good, solid advice. Uh, he actually brings a really good performance to that movie. Yeah, it's kind of that not phoning it in. No, he's like crying in the movie. He's like fucking bringing. I was like, Bruce, you're you're bringing it to this movie, this script. Like, this, if only yeah. we got that Bruce nowadays. Because he's got yeah. it in him. He's got it in him. He just don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I haven't seen Wait, him around in a while. He still, you know, he collects those paychecks. Yeah, I haven't seen a movie with I haven't like gone to a Bruce Willis movie in a while. Let's see, it feels Probably last last good movie with Willis in it was probably Looper. And he kind of gave a shit in Looper. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it didn't he didn't have like a huge huge role, but he didn't phone that in. He 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 sort of bought in a little bit. I'm curious to see what what that Woody Allen, the new Woody Allen movie, would be like if uh, Bruce wasn't fired. <laughs> he got, oh, he got fired from a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, I think Woody Woody fired him. Tell him to get the fuck <laughs> fuck out, get the fuck off my set, Bruce. I want to see someone replaced him. I'm gonna look that up. Man, I'm, at, at at this point, uh, you know, it's kind of surprising that he's still getting he's getting jobs. If he's yeah. getting fired from Woody Allen. There's a dust up with Kevin Smith, right? I think there were dust ups with Expendables. Yes, Sylvester Stallone fired him because he wanted. Uh, <laughs> it was three days of shooting, and he wanted three million, and Sly only wanted to give him two. So Sly said, "Fuck you, fuck you." What's the, I don't know, man. That that the budget of that movie was probably what like a hundred million. God, that movie whatever, was so whatever bad. It is like, I'm like yeah. give him another million. Who fucking cares? So like, yeah, but he was able to get uh, Harrison Ford to replace him, so. Fuck, fuck you, Bruce. I want to get my free hair on the phone. He's going to fucking replace you. Oh, my God. I don't... <laughs> fucking Stallone, man. He phones it in. I think he phoned in Creed, too. To be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like Steve Carell took Bruce Willis's role, which is interesting. That's an, that's an interesting hand, one, too. <laughs> you know, I got I to gotta hand it to Woody, though. His personal life aside, I think he makes really. Yeah. I like how he has interesting ideas. His movies are always interesting. Like yeah. he, he makes the, romantic comedies, but they all have an interesting kind of yeah. twist or the, interesting kind of thing. The the problem he has sort of the same problem Stephen King does, 
in, in which that whatever his idea is, he's going with it. Like he's never, he's never going to sit with something and think it over again and go like, no, I, I can has, make this better. I don't think he has like time. He, he's he just goes next, with it. Yeah, he's on to the next one. Yeah. He and I think whatever like, sticks, sticks, and whatever doesn't, doesn't. That's why I think yeah, he's such yeah. a hit or miss director as of late. Yeah. Like what, one of the, the things, and I forget who said this. They're talking about Stephen King. They're saying that, that their, their theory of Stephen King's career was that he comes up with an idea and he publishes it. And then like six months later, he thinks of a way to improve that idea. But it's already been published, so he goes, I'll just do it again. And then he writes, he writes that story and publishes it. you know. And then a couple years later, he goes like, oh, I, I could think of some, some way to make that better. Yeah. Here's here's another one. I feel like there's a certain sort of aspect to that of like instead of Woody Allen just taking like five years or three years and you know putting together a movie, like he's just gonna hit you with four of them, right? And all of those sorts of ideas that could have been you know pushed into one movie, uh, they're all gonna be in a couple different ones. And so sometimes like it really works. Like I really like Midnight in Paris. Everything sort of he he hit everything in that. And then there's like the next year with like to Rome with love, which I never has, saw that one. It has like some elements, but then it just misses on so much. And you kind of like, yeah, whatever. I, I enjoyed the one he did two years ago. I didn't see the one last year with Joaquin. I enjoyed the one before. I think it was magic in the moonlight. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen any of his stuff in a few years now. I thought I've, that was a, it was, it's a, it was yeah. a cute, clever little romantic uh, comedy that yeah. I thought oh, I enjoyed it. I saw it in theaters yeah. and I mean, it wasn't one I, go out and yeah. buy or anything but um. yeah yeah that, that's that's his corner is the the cute and clever sort of romance it's funny he does like he does the cute and clever movie and then he does the serious yeah. so he did midnight in paris was the cute and clever then he did uh blue jasmine which was the serious yeah. then yeah or what was the rome one there's I don't room, remember. Yeah, Rome will have, at, La- at some point it all sort of just blends and yeah, blends La- together. Last year's was the serious, more serious movie, yeah. which I, I never got to see. I wanted to see it, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this year is the cutesy movie. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's probably a good, good place to put yeah. a bookmark. We'll put a, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think we'll, we'll uh, hopefully, re- revisit. Hopefully this episode is released. Yeah, man. We, we had to... We gotta do some editing. We'll take a little little peek behind the curtain. There's gonna be some some editing have to be done. So hopefully, not too much. Hopefully, we didn't fuck this up too bad. Yeah, there's so. like three or four spots on it. It's not too bad. Yeah, which it doesn't. None of that was GarageBand's fault. So no, it was know, our th- phone. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody finds this interesting. So let's let's end on a uh, a more positive note. Alex says play Uncharted. I say play FIFA. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, play Doom. Have you? I play. I I uh, I got the new. I or I rented the new Doom. Do you follow games at all? <laughs> no. The new Doom. The game only that the came only out? way I know that is I I saw an ad on like Redbox yesterday oh, yeah, at the I, grocery I, store. Yeah, I Redboxed it and I beat it in three days. Ex- excellent <laughs> first person shooter. Okay. Very cathartic. <laughs> mm. all That's right. all I got though. Okay. Play That's, more video games. Play more video games. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I, I real, plenty. Real, real short review. I saw the mm-hmm. nice guys yesterday. Oh, I'm excited. I won't say anything else. We'll save it for the next one. Then. Okay. Right, go watch. I, I don't want to put any ideas in your head. All right. All right. That, that's a tease. Okay. All right. Okay. Until next time, everybody. Take care. <laughs>